Yes. You know, sometimes you you it's better to have boundaries. We didn't have any boundaries. <laughs> but you'd phone say, I mean, there's not much places you can go. Hello, yes people. Welcome to another episode of the Yes Girls, where we, Claire and Akumu, say yes to doing, being, or learning something new and documenting our journeys. Boing. Uh, Akumu, are you okay? Seriously, Akumu, I don't know what you're saying. I'm mouth guitaring. Well, I'm also ear guitaring for our listeners who can't see. Okay, and why? Uh, because I did quite well in this last challenge. I, I just can't help it. Ah, yes. We said yes to something listeners ranked as one of the top challenges that they actually wanted us to say yes to, right? Yeah. Which was? Learning, Learning a, a musical, musical instrument. instrument. Okay, then I say yeah. <laughs> to this episode. We, are, we do not mean your voice as a musical <laughs> instrument, but that's the spirit. Akuma, can you believe we're already on season six? Six. We've had so much amazing feedback from listeners and subscribers and the reviews mean the world to us. So, auntie underscore P underscore puppetra. I hope I said it right. Um, she said this about the being happy episode. Uh, the vulnerability in the episode is so heartwarming. Uh, love emoji, love emoji. Hmm. Thank you, Auntie Papacha. If you've not yet rated and reviewed us, we'll give you a minute now to pause. Go to your podcast player, wherever you're listening to us. And yes, you can find us on all major podcast platforms, but we do have a preference for AfriPods. Please check them out. They have a wealth of African podcast content and we just love them. Yes. So go there, give us a rating or whichever platform you're on, give us a rating, five stars, maybe just a suggestion. And let us know why you listen to the show or why you listen to that episode or what you liked about it. It really does help others to discover the show and then they can be forever grateful to you for bringing a little more yes into their lives. Anyway, time to get on with the episode and meet our experts. Today we have an expert, not physically in the studio with us, but remotely in the studio. And here's the type of expert that makes sweet, sweet noise, but not necessarily with his mouth. That's right. That's Ross Patel. Um, and here, this is him telling us a bit about himself. Uh, I'm Ross Patel. I'm a guitar player, a recording engineer. I built this studio here, uh, Snowball Industries. I, uh, I started playing guitar at the age of 12 and then just forgot about everything else, uh, schoolwork and all that, just played guitar. made my first album when I was about 14. It was a pretty bad pop punk record. But it still has some charm. I uh, then made my second record at 15. We were playing on the radio and on TV when we were about 16 with my band. 17, made my last record with that band. 18, we split up. Spent a year with a cover band in Kenya just playing around. Went to Berkeley for six months in Boston. Um, then I moved to Los Angeles, went to Musicians Institute, quit that. Went to work at a uh, at a theater. Became head of lights and sound at the theater. Did about maybe twenty odd shows, separate shows there. Moved to London to become a musician again, and uh, 
lived there for a year and turned out to be just a bunch of drinking and drugs. So thought, let me, let me go back to Kenya. <laughs> We're not getting any work done there. Came back here, started the studio. First studio did well. Um, worked on Burna Boy's record, African Giant. And on the success of that, we decided to build a larger studio, the studio that you guys record in today. And that brings us to the present. So for this episode, learning a musical instrument, we focused on one particular musical instrument because in a day, which is the timeline we give ourselves for each challenge this season, we had to be realistic about how much we could take on. So one day, one instrument, one expert. So let's ask Ross how and why he decided that electric guitar is a good um, instrument for us to do in terms of an introductory class. Uh, it's the best instrument for learning an instrument at all. It's it's one of those, it's, it's not that hard to learn within a month, maybe two months. I mean, you can be playing most most songs, at least the chords, quite easily. Uh, I, obviously, I think it's the best instrument in the world. It's my favorite instrument. It's versatile, considering if you go back 100 years, I mean, it's a completely different style of playing. You go back to classical guitar, whole different style of playing. You go to Jimi Hendrix, whole different style of playing. You go to punk rock, whole different style of playing. It's an instrument that evolves and creates entire genres with every generation that passes. Perhaps this generation is the only generation to not have created a new genre based around the electric guitar. Well, either way, that is the challenge we set out to address, and Snowball Industries, with almost 40 guitars in the house, is a pretty good place to do it. So, Akumu, explain to us how we went about the challenge. Ooh, I think you'd remember better, but le let me try. Let me try. <laughs> so he taught us four notes. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a chord. What's it called? The whole thing? Was four notes. Four notes, yeah. different notes. So you remember the frets. It was a certain fret and a certain... Yeah. You Second count the string. frets and the strings. So you, you remember the frets? Well, you said it in a video. I think you'll remember. I think it was fifth, fifth and seventh. Aha. Uh -huh. And then second, second string, all of them. Second and third string. Yeah. Second and third or second mm, string, all of them. We changed strings. Oh, yeah. Just second and third mm. string, fifth and seventh fret. And with those four uh, notes, we were trying to kind of give um, kind of a percussion beat to... Uh, What's it called? A royalty-free song that was playing um, continuously in the background. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, and it was a yeah, it was like a blues backing track. Yeah, so we could riff on it and yeah. see how see how we fed. So let's hear about how we did, not just in theory, but in real practice. And after the break, you'll even get to hear some of the sweet or sour, sweet or <laughs> sour <you>. sounds <laughs> that we ended up making. <laughs> All right, so we usually come to Snowball every few weeks to record our podcast, but we stick to the rum, to the rum room, that sounds good, <laughs> to the one room with simple dials and minimal equipment, the podcast room, you could call it. This particular Thursday, however, we got right into the belly of the beast in the heart of the huge music studio with more dials and controls than an airplane, seriously. Yeah. And Ross and the team were tuning three different electric guitars using using methods that were and still are a mystery to both of us, I think. They were actually right. even putting on the actual metallic string on some yeah, of the Yeah, they had guitars, to string yeah. one of them, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, and there was a blues backing track playing in the background, which seemed really simple, but also far too complicated for us to ever attempt to play. And I thought that's what we'd have to play. Yeah, yeah, but thank God for that. Because in a day, <laughs> all you have to do is just create. That's what I'm saying. It's like you're just drumming to it. So we're using mm. the guitar to kind of um, accompany it. And yes, um, I have very minimal musical in- musical experience. I mean, I did some recorder in high school. Like most unfortunate kids, <laughs> recorder is that plastic thing that looks like a flute, but it's not a flute. Mm-hmm. And I was terrible at it, terrible. I actually dropped music because of that. Mm. Yeah. And whilst I did learn to read sheet music and did a few years on the clarinet and some other instruments for fun um, during my travels, I've never even touched an electric guitar. So this was a whole new world to me. Yeah, so let's hear, and we were so excited that Ross suggested this mm. challenge for us because we were initially, we initially wanted the acoustic guitar, right? But he suggested um, uh, the electric and both of us were just excited. So uh, let's hear how Ross first learned how to play, what got him into guitar. So I had a teacher for about three weeks and that was about it. Then uh, at the time, I mean, the internet was popular, but luckily I had access. We were starting to get popular, but I had access. So um learned tablature, which is a form of notation designed for the Internet um, because it's not easy to write down notation and transmit it uh, without it being an image online. And back then, images would take a minute or so to download, so that wouldn't work. So it's a text-based system of notation called tablature. And then once you learn that, then you can search up any song you like or want to listen to, and you can, uh, you can learn it quite easily. And then you pair that with... Uh, with, with just listening to music and playing what you hear. And then that's how I learned to play guitar. Yeah, and so, Ross, tell us, how did you go about teaching us some of the basic basics of the electric guitar? So my, my whole idea was that, you know, it's it, a lot of times I've taught guitar for many years. I used to always have a a student. I thought it was a part of being a musician was to always have a student. So I did. And one of the things I realized was that people tend to sort of, they'll start they'll sort of hit a roadblock and then they'll stop. And I think it's because they're not getting any validation or any kind of feeling of accomplishment or that they're getting anywhere near. They kind of see it and then they, they hear themselves and they're like, wait, I wanted to play like, I want to play Oasis songs. I want to play it just like I heard on the record. And then they spend a week doing it, but then they're not get, they're not sounding like the record. And I would try to get them on stage. And I said, you have to get on stage. Because, I mean, one hour on stage is worth maybe 100 hours of practice because of the focus you have and the amount you'll improve. But uh, it was impossible. And that's usually where the lessons would end because, for me, there was no use in teaching somebody um, who wasn't going to perform live. Um, For a hobby, you know, there's other teachers, but I was, like, dead set on teaching performance and how to play and how to do things like that. So I thought when we were working on it, I thought a good idea would be to just dive into your first recording and uh, you'd be surprised by how little you need to know to be able to record and uh, sound good and maybe get some kind of feedback on yourselves and realize that, okay, so I know like one note, two notes, three notes, four notes. I you know just learned to play those a little bit and now I can actually make something that kind of sounds good. So if I learn those four notes really well, then I could actually play a lot of fun stuff and I can have fun doing it and I can get that reward. And then you start to understand what the sort of, it's a good basis from where to branch out. Now, if you learn another note, now you can add that to your repertoire. And then there's only 12 notes to learn by the end of it. So if you've already learned four notes, you're what a third of the way there. So after that crash course, like a super crash course, 
crush course mm-hmm. hey, i thought i'd rift on the <laughs> word um we got to riff Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that qualifies as riffing because we were so. doing it on top of a blues track mm-hmm. and then just using the four notes to try and figure out how it will go with the with the with the song. So basically we're trying to get familiar with those four notes and then trying to create some little melodies along with the blues track, right? Mm. We got um, a total creative freedom. It was quite fun. And scary. Yes. You know, sometimes you you it's better to have boundaries. We didn't <laughs> have any boundaries. <laughs> Mm. But with four notes, I mean, there's not much places you can go. Um, so let's take a listen to what we actually did and what we made. Yeah. Thank Check you, out. Snowball, for mastering this. <laughs> Check out the Yes Girls Rock and Roll Band. How did you find the experience? Well, number one, guitars are not made for bumps. So I was squirming around quite a bit trying to get comfortable. <laughs> I literally <laughs> was squashing my unborn child. But like most things in the world, they were not designed for women, let alone pregnant women. But um, more seriously, I really loved getting to improvise. And yeah, sure, we didn't get to learn a set, like a set text, like Mm -hmm. you're saying, there weren't those boundaries. Mm -hmm. But I feel like to really get comfortable with something, even just basic something, Mm -hmm. this was a great way to start because we were given a framework, right? Just those four notes and, you know, you've got the backing track kind of giving you that rhythm. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, you could do whatever you want. Some of it sounded terrible 
terrible, I'm sure, mm-hmm. but it just helped us to get familiar with it. And I think just feeling the strings underneath your fingers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I made mistakes right up until the end, even just with those four notes. So like, yeah. it showed how difficult it was because just switching between those four notes, trying to go dung, 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 dung. Third string, fourth string, and then you remember yeah. the frets and the strings. Like it's so much coordination. And you'd hit the wrong, you'd hit the wrong string. Mm-hmm. It, it, it Again, as all these challenges, it gives me immense respect to the people who just master it. Like Ross just picked it up and he just went... And just doing all these effects with it. You know, there's so much. He said, it's really simple, really. You, these are the effects you can put it. You can like distort it. I like hope this. you recorded you can, that. Did you record that? I think so. because Let's was, insert it here. It was amazing. First of all, I think guitar is the sexiest. Uh, it's the sexiest instrument in a band, anyway. So we were just excited. Um, but <laughs> you're yeah, excited I, about I being excited. sexy. Or? You know, if you're holding the sexiest <laughs> instrument, you you suddenly become sexy. You know, even if you aren't. <laughs> so I just, it just, I felt the power of this instrument. Um, I think it was hard. Like you, you, the fret, the hand movement, and the coordination was too much. It's hard enough. I think my issue with the recorder in high school was the hand movement. So with the guitar now it's two hands and they're doing very different things. That's even harder, I think. Mm. Um, But the fact that we were each given like around 10, not 10 minutes, okay, maybe five to just play around. Yeah, it was quite a long time. Yeah. It felt like a long time. Yeah. So that's a lot of power to give to beginners. Mm. But it it was fun because now you, you, you can actually see hope that one day maybe... Maybe I can just be as sexy as everyone who plays this instrument, you know. Uh, I liked it. I, I think it's something I would want to consider trying at some point. But I feel like it's way easier than definitely the acoustic. Because I've tried acoustic and this one just seemed easier, kind of. Mm. Because even the whatever you're strumming, the, the sound is louder. So it yes. just feels way more powerful than an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Uh, that, flip, that almost freaked me out because it, it's not as... Um... Like I was like, where is the sound coming from? Because it's not like an acoustic guitar where you strum it and you know you feel the thing vibrating mm. and you know that it's hollow and that's where the sound is being generated. With the electric guitar, I'm like, why is it so heavy? What's in here? Where is the sound coming from? Why is there no sound until it's plugged in? Yeah. Like, because it was such an unknown, it was almost freaking me out. And the fact that it's so loud, even your mistake is just as loud as your good yeah. note. <laughs> so you it's a lot of power and a lot of scare. It's scary as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't hide, you can't hide bad playing. I think with, that, with an electric guitar. Yeah, I guess so. But in, uh, normally in a band, electric guitars is is more. I don't know. Is it the main? Is it the main instrument that you hear? I guess uh, it all blends it's kind together. Of like, right? It's not really in the background like the drum. Yes, mm. so it's it's more foreground. Yes, yes, it is more yeah. foreground for a reason. Drums. Like it sounds good. Yeah, and yeah, you created not... a yes girls theme with, the, with it. We we did. Shall we? Shall we play that specifically? That little. We clip? should. Let's do it. <laughs> Boom. Yes girls. <laughs> Welcome to the stage, the Yes Girls podcast. Woo! 
And now Ross for the ratings. Uh, but first, a quick break. Make us sweat for our ratings. Okay, so Ross will tell us a bit about whether we should continue, you know, working with the guitar or whether we should just ditch it all together because we have no hope. Um, let's hear whether we should keep strumming and find our way to greatness. I think you guys did great. I think one of the interesting things that I saw was, uh, and I'd never really noticed this before, but, you know, everybody will sound their own way at guitar. Every single guitar player I've ever met, nobody sounds the same at all. And what I thought was interesting is that you guys started picking in and focusing in on things when we were jamming that sort of, I think, will you know are part of your voice and identity in the instrument or musically, your musical voice, because it's the thing you're drawn to that's kind of based on your taste and what you like and what starts you know resonating with you when you play. So I thought that was interesting that you guys started. It was like the development of your own personal style almost you know from the beginning, which maybe is masked if you start with learning Mary Had a Little Lamb first, you know, but then this way you're straight into your own style. So I'd totally recommend doing it. I mean, you can get a guitar. Well, you can get a guitar in States for like five bucks. You can get one here for, you know, I don't know, maybe 50 bucks or so. Um, it's, you know, not a big investment for an electric guitar. Put the softest strings you can on them. They just give you every advantage. And just have fun jamming. Just get, you know, like I got you that uh, jam off the Internet. There's tons on YouTube. So I'd say just get get a jam on YouTube and just, you know, Sunday afternoon, have a glass of wine, just jam on the guitar, just enjoy it. You know, play one note, use effects, enjoy it. It's just a lot of fun. And I, I, I think the greatest thing, joy I get from playing guitar is the own joy that I get from the very act of doing it and the creativity of doing it. Not so much even the, the how it's received by other people as much as how much I enjoy and how, how fun it is and how stimulating it is. And I think it's it's a lot of fun. So I hope you guys continue. Thank you, Ross. You were an incredibly patient teacher. And I know we weren't always the best students, um, but really it was amazing what you did with us in such a short period of time. And definitely we hope to live up to your expectations of us in the future. And maybe, who knows, we'll be joining you on the stage someday at a show somewhere in Nairobi or in, you know, Los Angeles or Sydney. <laughs> yeah, I know you won't want to, to, to invite us into your band, but... <laughs> But uh, thank you for the patience. And one last question for you, Ross. What would, uh, we want to hear from Ross, what you would recommend to anyone who wants to start learning a musical instrument, be it the electric guitar itself or any other instrument, because Ross is a man of many talents. So, yeah, what tips do you have for beginners, especially someone who's wanting to learn later in life, maybe who has limited resources? Where should they start? I'd say get that instrument. Don't think about where you want to be. Because that's a lifelong journey. I'd say just, you know, just hack, hack away to figure out how you can make it sound good and how you can make, get some something out of it that you want and just cheat and do whatever you have to do to make yourself sound good. And then I think you're well on your way because, you know, you don't want to wait five years before you're qualified, quote unquote, to play a, a piece. You want to play it now. You don't. You know, this isn't a delayed gratification thing. Music, music is hedonism almost. So you want to really, uh, you just want to get to the point where you're enjoying what you're doing. And then the process of learning more will be very enjoyable too once you have a basis in what you, what you like about it and find the thing that 
excites you about it and it won't be a problem to learn. It'll come easily and you'll become obsessed with it. Well, that was certainly a noisy episode in a good way. If you want to find out more about Snowball Industries, check out at Snowball Industries on social media and you can catch Ross performing at locations all around Nairobi. And on Instagram, Ross Nairobi. Yep. And in the meantime, for all of you listening who might not be in Nairobi, don't worry, the fun doesn't end there. There are old episodes for you to discover. Just scroll up or down on your podcast feed. There's a couple of years worth of contents to catch up on with something for everyone. We'll be back in no time with a new episode where we say yes to another challenge based on your suggestions. And in the meantime, let's interact on socials about what you've said yes to or about your thoughts on this episode or any episode that struck a chord. Oh, I love it. <laughs> with you. <laughs> Whose shoes would you step into for a day? What instrument would you learn or what are you dying to say yes to? Maybe the community can give you the push you need to say yes. We are very encouraging. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, even threads and TikTok to see how great we are holding this sexy instrument. <laughs> That's Atia's Girls Podcast. How it sits awkwardly on top of a bump. Like <laughs> yes, a, like a dinner plate on a basketball. <laughs> We want to strum a big thank you to everyone who made this episode possible. We're playing a chord of G for grateful to Sompisha Productions and Snowball Studios for, as always, producing this episode so wonderfully. And Pedro Brian, I hope you're listening, will hold a G string for you. <laughs> I love that part. Love that part. His, his wife will be angry about that. We're holding a G string for you for composing our theme music. And Kags, you are the back, the backing track to our... Backtrack in the background, back, back in the background dancer <laughs> to our podcast. Thank you for designing our eternally loved logo. And of course, a rousing guitar solo in honor of Ross and the team at Snowball Industries for welcoming us and showing us that even non musicians like us can pick up an instrument and pretty quickly make some not too foul sounding sounds yeah and thank you to some of the guitar we use silas's guitar so silas piper yep. shout out to you whoever you are thank you <laughs> and last but not least thank you a big thank you a big anchor to you our listeners now ross we want to ask you what we ask every expert that comes into the studio this season what is something that you've recently said yes to yeah what have i said yes to and uh Okay, I said I've said yes to almost everything my entire life. You know, I played lead guitar before I could play. I joined a band as a lead guitarist before I could play lead guitar. So I said yes a lot. The most recent thing I said yes to, which I'm still worried about because if you if you don't know me, I don't know if you're hearing this, but I'm not I'm I'm not the fittest of fellows. I'm a bit chubby. Um, I don't work out. I don't run. I don't do any of that stuff. I drink a lot, and uh, a buddy of mine just climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. And now he just uh, got back, and I'm like, man, that sounds done amazing. And he's showing me pictures. I'm like, man, I wish you could do that. And he's like, I guess we were drinking. So he's like, okay, we'll do Mount Kenya next year. I'm like, ah, you know, maybe maybe next year. And the year after that, he's like, no, next year. So I have agreed to climb Mount Kenya this you know this coming year. So uh, we'll see if I leave the country or if I actually do that. Another episode reaches its crescendo and then fades out. But don't worry. <laughs> There's plenty more to come this season. And then we have some amazing yesticles to look forward to. Some of them we've already recorded and they are very exciting. And we just can't help ourselves from saying yes. And we hope you'll come along for the ride because I'm Akumu. And I'm Claire. And we are... The, the Yes Girls! Dun, 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 dun.
Okay, maybe maybe the let's just insert the actual instrument. <laughs> My mouth guitar isn't good. 